It just got real. The Oklahoma Sooners have their 2024 opponents for the SEC. We'll tell you what we love, what we hate on today's episode of Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler like this one, this beautiful blue navy tumbler with that Bird Dog logo. Go to birddogs.com slash college. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at JoshOnRef. The show is at LockedOnSooners. And if y'all didn't get a chance to see the live show, reaction show from Locked On SEC and the plethora of sec team representatives here on the locked on network highly recommend you go back in the channel check that out gives you not just josh's reaction but the reaction from across the sec it was fantastic work so go check that out josh we have our opponents for 2024 man it feels like now that things do get real even though it's more than a year away still indeed yeah i mean obviously there's been so much speculation really from the get go. Okay. Is this actually going to happen? Dating back to the Houston Chronicle report to, okay, yeah, this is going to happen to, okay, well, wait a second, but when is it going to happen? Are they early exiting? What does the field on and on and on and on? Okay. Well now wait a second. Is it eight games? Is it nine games in that? I mean, there's been so much to this and okay. Lo and behold, it, it all builds up to today and no, it's not, it's not a win. It's a, it's a who and where for Oklahoma, but we do know the uh, the who's and the home dates. Pretty exciting, and I thought somebody put it uh, put it well out there. I forget who who had this tweet, and probably multiple people had it. But Iowa State, TCU are your headlining home games, arguably in 2023. Uh, how about I don't know Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee as your headlining home games in 2024. It's like, hi, welcome to the party. Yeah. Tyler McComas said it best. He's like in the 20 years that he's been kind of following Oklahoma, this is the best home slate he's seen. And you can't argue with it with Alabama coming to town for the first time since 2002, Tennessee with Josh Heupel returning to Norman for the first time since the end of the 2015 season. It's incredible. I mean, I, I kind of just doing research like the last game that he was a part of on Owen field at Gaylord family Memorial, Oklahoma, Oklahoma Memorial stadium was the win over TCU where Oklahoma had a pretty good sizable fourth quarter lead and TCU rallies has a chance at the end to, to win with a two point conversion. The, the thing fails. Uh, the defense gets a stop to win the game where the offense struggled in the fourth quarter. And, you look back at the box score in that one, Baker Mayfield was like not great. He was like nine of 28 or something like that in that game. Uh, did not have a good game, but um, yeah, he makes his return. Shane Beamer comes back, another beloved figure in Oklahoma lore. So just a, it's a fun slate, you know, and that's the thing that's the difference. 
I know it looks daunting. Like it's tough. Like you, but I don't think anybody was under any misconception that it wasn't going to be tough. If anybody was thinking going into the SEC was going to be some kind of cakewalk, like playing in the Big 12, I mean, I think you're mistaken. Are there, can Oklahoma win? 100% they can win. There's no doubt that they can build their team and their program up to a point where they can win, but it's going to be tough. Like some of these road games, man, going to Baton Rouge and playing at LSU, like if, and we were talking with our friend Carolyn Fenton, Caroline Fenton from Locked On LSU in, in the group chat and saying, if that's not a night game, we riot. Like that has to be a night game in Baton Rouge. It's the only way for Oklahoma to make its first trip down there. Like you have to make it a night game. And I'm sure the SEC execs with ESPN in tow, they'll make that happen. They'll figure out a way for it to happen. But there, man, there's so much to just really enjoy about the schedule. If you're just a college football fan, there are marquee matchups on the SEC slate. They'll set it up to where they ha- they'll have one every single week that that the SEC can promote, and and maybe there will be weeks where it's multiple, or even one that's like a great eleven a.m. kick, a great three o'clock kick, a great seven o'clock kick, where you just get back to back to back all day long of fantastic football. Man, it's you look at the schedule net, or at least the opponents now that we have them outlined, and this is what it was all about getting marquee matchups on your slate on a regular basis. Does it make it more tough? Absolutely. It makes it more tough, but it makes it a whole lot more fun too. I couldn't believe in the reveal portion of the show that one of Dusty Dvorak's first reactions was, Oh, I don't know if this is going to go over well with Oklahoma fans. This is really, really challenging. Dusty, this is what Oklahoma fans wanted. This is what everybody signed up for was this this opportunity for Oklahoma to play in Alabama and host in Alabama to welcome Josh Heupel back to to have South Carolina in Norman to to have all of that in conjunction with the Texas game in the Cotton Bowl. Okay, only the three home dates, you know, that to me, if you were an OU fan that said "Ah, eight versus nine, no big deal. Well, that part, I think maybe that part sinks into Oklahoma fans a little bit that now all of a sudden you see the reality that because the OU Texas game is a neutral site game, when you're the home team, eh, that part kind of stinks from a scheduling standpoint that now all of a sudden you only get three of these SEC opponents in Norman on that given year, as opposed to four uh, every other year, if you had a nine game conference schedule or in the years under the eight game format where you are the road team in the OU Texas game. But outside of that, man, I mean, isn't this what we wanted? Uh, you you get to reignite the Missouri rivalry, if you call it a rivalry, or the series, if that's what folks are more comfortable uh, saying. You get a trip to the Grove, which, hey, let's give credit where credit's due. That is a, a program that is historically probably playing its best, most consistent football right now. So that is not your typical historic trip to the Grove. That's a more challenging trip to the Grove than it has been over the course of uh, – well, the, the Rebels' history. Uh, Auburn, obviously Jordan Hare. Anytime you go there, it's probably going to be challenging, even if Auburn isn't necessarily going to be good that season. And they might be. We don't know. Time will tell on that front. LSU, of course, Death Valley looks like a daunting trip. But again, this is what Oklahoma fans wanted, right? I mean, this is this is what you signed up for, this opportunity to sell recruits that you get to come compete against and pit yourself against. The biggest, the best, uh, the the biggest, the baddest, the best, and you get to find out where you stand in terms of uh, an NFL draft future. So to me, I love it. The fact that it's challenging. I, I saw some out there 
we're comparing it to the Texas schedule, which I guess is natural, John, just given that it's Oklahoma and Texas that are joining. And sure, Texas is slate, I don't think is as challenging top to bottom as Oklahoma's because, well, you've got Vanderbilt on it. And Mississippi State at home looks to me easier maybe than anything on paper that Oklahoma gets in Norman. But it's not an easy slate. Uh, Texas still has to welcome in Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, you know, similarly to uh, South Carolina or Ole Miss on Oklahoma's schedule. That's a program that, contrary to kind of its football history with Mark Stoops, is playing its best football right now. Uh, Road trip to Arkansas, not easy at all. Road trip to Texas A&M, not easy at all. So, yeah, Texas's slate is probably easier than Oklahoma's. But, again, to me, this is just – it's what you signed up for. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, and schedule equity was always going to be difficult. Like figuring out a way to make everybody's schedule look up nice, look light, look nice, line up well to where everybody's playing the same strength of schedule. That was going to be nearly impossible to figure it out. But I feel like Oklahoma's is going to be manageable. You're having South Carolina potentially without Spencer Rattler at quarterback. Uh, yes, you have to go to, to Columbia and play Missouri. Yeah, you got to go down to the Grove and play Ole Miss, which who knows who the quarterback's going to be at Ole Miss. They've just brought in like four guys through the portal this year. So who knows what Lane Kiffin's going to be rolling out there next uh, in 2024. So, I mean, there are definitely tough matchups and tough places to play. And, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing is Oklahoma's going from playing in the Big 12 where stadiums are closer to 50,000 to stadiums that are closer to 80,000, 90,000. And it's going to be a big difference in what things play at or what things are like. I mean, it's going to be like playing in your home stadium, but filled with 90,000 people that don't like you and want to see you go home with an L. So it's, it's going to be a very different venture, but I mean, that's what we're building toward. Right. And that's what we've been talking about on the show. You're competing against the top of the sec, whether you're in the sec or you're in the big 12. Now you get a more direct line to be able to knock off an Alabama, knock off a Georgia and get them before you get to the playoff. So daunting. Sure. Tough. Absolutely. But you don't run from anybody. You're not afraid of anybody. You're Oklahoma. This is what you should be. You should be wanting. You should be expecting to compete against the very best. So here we are 2024. We're going to lock it up, line it up. You're going to put our best and their best on the field at the same time. And we're going to figure out who's, who's the best. And that's what this is all about. We're going to continue to react to the sec opponents being revealed. But first I want to talk to you about our friends over at bird dogs. If you haven't tried bird dogs yet, highly recommend them stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look man i've been wearing these bird dogs now for a month and they just feel so good and they look good i feel better about myself just because of the way i look in them so go check it out they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement or comfort 100% comfortable. They taste, they taste great. They feel great on you. Bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on college to get your free pair or not your, get your free Yeti stump Yeti style tumbler with your order, but check it out. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college to get that free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So Josh, Favorite matchup, just 
initially on the on the surface of the way things look right now obviously you can't necessarily project what everybody's going to look like a year out but as things look on paper right now what's your favorite matchup i mean it's obvious it's the low-hanging fruit it's alabama come on alabama in norman incredible this is this is what everybody wanted was a chance for oklahoma to host either Alabama or Georgia, it will be the biggest game in Norman since Ohio state in what 2016 and Notre Dame before that. I mean, we're talking about a heavyweight matchup in Norman and the way this thing is going. The fact that Georgia isn't on this schedule tells me that, I mean, you got a chance maybe to host Georgia the following season or Florida the year after that. So it's just, we're seeing now with our eyes, what an sec schedule can look like and can mean for Norman, you know, and obviously you got South Carolina and Tennessee too. And those are exciting, but to welcome in Alabama, who's won all these national championships and it will be very natural for Oklahoma fans to see a lot of themselves in Alabama fans and in the Alabama program, there's, there's going to be that natural likeness between the two that it's equal footing for Oklahoma. And that's not always the case. With, uh, with a lot of programs in college football, Alabama's one of them. And because of who Alabama's been the last 15 years under Saban, uh, I mean, you could say LSU on the road, but, I mean, look, it's Alabama and Norman. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find it really quickly because I feel like Joseph Harrow, the president of Oklahoma University, uh, had a really great uh, thought when he was with um, at the Reveal show at uh, Rudy's Barbecue. Uh, this evening and I want to try and find it because it was really poignant. Like um, where was it? I'm not going to be able to find it very quickly, but just about the, the idea that, you know, Oklahoma, Alabama, they're kind of, they're kind of kin folk a little bit. You know, they, they do have such rich histories together. Uh, they, they don't, they both travel so well. And I mean, obviously the crimson crimson, that kind of a, a unique tie in together, it's going to make that, that atmosphere so special. I think that week, whatever week of, of the season, it's going to be, it's going to feel like a big time heavyweight fight, you know, the build up to it, uh, the whole week leading up to it. I mean, I think he said something like back in 2002, when, when Bama came to Norman, Bama fans showed up on a Tuesday for that week to start getting ready for the game. So it's, it's a, it's an incredible opportunity for Oklahoma to one really benefit and, and Norman to benefit financially. I think Eddie Radosevich, a sooner scoop had a, you know, just a great line. Just not only is this great for the sport, but it's re- going to be really, really good for the city of Norman as well to, to have the crimson tide coming into town and what that means just for the local economy. So it, it's, it's big time across the board i'm i'm stoked about that lsu matchup in baton rouge i know it's going to be a tough one but it's just going to be a lot of fun i mean oklahoma's never been to baton rouge they've never played a game there lsu's never played in norman so the fact that we're starting to get these things kind of the ice broken a little bit oklahoma and south carolina have never played if you can believe that like that's that's incredible to me that you've got two programs that have been around forever 
and they've never played a football game against each other, even a bowl game. But yet here we are, we're going to get Oklahoma and South Carolina for the first time on a football field together, which to me, I, I love that kind of stuff. I love the idea of renewing the, the matchup with Missouri. You know, you've played each other 96 times, 96. That's a game that should be happening regularly. There's too much history, even though it's a bedlam like thing and Oklahoma dominates the series. It doesn't matter. There's rich history between the two schools and the two border states that that matters. And as we're giving up a bedlam, you know, the fact that we're adding Missouri back that that matters a little bit. And yes, it's not the regional rivalry. It's not something that, you know, gets everybody all up in a tizzy and all up in a fuss, but it's still a matchup that's got a lot of history. And even the recent history, the Chase Daniel, Sam Bradford years, you know, those two going back and forth and the offensive shows that they put on, like absolutely incredible football. My, my nephew, he's from St. Louis, big Missouri fan. I remember us talking trash that whole, I can't remember what year it was like 2008 season, maybe. And then, you know, all year long, Missouri's, you know, rolling, Oklahoma's rolling. And then Oklahoma, you know, I think, I can't remember if the game was in Columbia or if it was in Norman that year, but Oklahoma just steamrolls the Tigers and ends up going on to win the Big 12 championship. Um, it was super fun to be able to talk trash to my nephew, who's much younger than me. But still, it was fun because he liked to talk a lot of trash. Um, so that, that's just fun. And then just kind of a little side note, Oklahoma gets to play all three Tigers in this first year um, in the SEC. You get Missouri, you get Auburn, you get LSU. So we'll get to tame the Tigers that year. That's that's interesting. Uh, I hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it. That is all of which, by the way, if you look up retro logos, had the like exact same Tigers logo at one point. I don't know if they had the same person or man or woman design it. They're just like, well, put an Auburn A on it. Put an LSU L on it. Put an Missouri M on it. It's like the exact same logo, but that's neither here nor there. The uh, the road trips that, you know, we're talking about on this deal. Obviously, everybody's uh, familiar with Farrat Field. And uh, the big rock and the M and everything. But, uh, you know, the fact that you're rekindling that, it's going to be a raucous environment for Missouri to say, hey, welcome to the SEC. We've been here. been a long time since we've seen you guys. We understand our history against Oklahoma. Is it necessarily a great one in terms of the win-loss column? But welcome to the SEC. We'll see how that plays out for said Tigers. But, uh, you, you know, the uh, the stadium capacities that you were talking about earlier, John, uh, LSU, 102,000 capacity. Auburn, 87,450 capacity. Ole Miss, 64,000 capacity. Uh, Missouri actually, once upon a time, had a record attendance, I think, all the way back in the 80s of 75, but its listed capacity is 62.6. So in, in all of those, every single one of them is bigger than the next best, not named Oklahoma or Texas in the Big 12. The, the next best would have been Iowa State and Jack Tri Stadium. So we're talking about, yeah, massive road environments, raucous crowds, and that's that's life as we know it now. And when Oklahoma comes to town, guess what? It's not a sleepy Vanderbilt environment. There will be none of those. Maybe Vanderbilt. That'd be the lone one. But everywhere else, it's a show when the Sooners come to town, and it will be raucous, and it will be loud, and that part of it will be challenging. But, again, this is what uh, everybody signed up for. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if your team is three and three, four and four. Those fans are showing up and they're showing out and they're showing up early to get going too. And what's what's intriguing to me is, or still fascinating to me, is how the city of Norman sent you know representatives from their city council and leadership from the um, oh, what's the 
the business bureau, what's that called? I can't remember what that's called, but the uh, chamber of commerce out to these different sec cities to see what it's look like, to see what it looks like on a game day experience to bring that back to Norman, to try, try and create more of an sec like game day experience. And even Joseph Harris at Rudy said, we got to up our game as far as the um, tailgating is concerned. And they have plans in the works to, to add more tailgating environments uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners once they get, or maybe this year, or even once they get into the SEC. So all that I think is a good thing for Oklahoma football to, to raise the game day experience for the fans and for visiting fans as well to, to work on all of that. But Josh, as much as we enjoy this, there, there's something missing here and it's the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I know you can't get everything you want. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I was really hoping to, but really disappointed that Greg Sankey didn't initiate what I think could be a great, great regional rivalry between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I would say that probably a lot of Oklahoma fans, the fact that you get to go to – I mean, LSU is easily, if it's not Alabama, the the other top game on this slate is the trip to Death Valley. Absolutely, it'll be a night game. There's a 0% chance that it's not. It will be raucous when Oklahoma goes there. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. So that, that road trip's amazing. The Ole Miss road trip, because of everything positive you hear about the Grove, the fact that Lane Kiffin has them playing their best football. Jordan Hare is always going to be awesome at Auburn. And yet, you know, if not Arkansas, just because of the history with A&M, a road trip back to the 12th man, maybe uh, rekindling that right out of the gates would have been fun. And yet, look, there's there's not a ton for me that I look at and I say, okay, it's missing and I'm upset about it. Yeah, I think in a perfect world, Arkansas, I agree with you right off the top, would be on this schedule. Said as much on uh, the Locked On SEC uh podcast for right here on the locked on network but uh it is what it is i do think there were some breadcrumbs left here that if and when this thing goes three six six it seems like sankey and the sec is telling us uh no oklahoma it will not be arkansas as one of your permanent three if and when we get to that point if though if though the breadcrumbs were laid here and the permanent opponents are on this schedule. I mean, is it, is it Texas, Missouri and LSU? I mean, are those the permanent three? If, and when we go uh three, six, six, are they on this schedule? Did they leave A&M off? Is that still a possibility with Arkansas? I mean, to me, if we talk about what's missing, well, maybe that's not, you know, Hey, just specifically what's missing off the schedule, but that's a detail from today that I feel like is missing. Who are these permanent opponents for everybody? And what would that look like if, and when we get to three, six, six, or maybe it's one of those that this year we get one of them next year. We, or sorry, 2024, we get one of them 2025. We get the other one of them. We know it's going to be, we know Texas is going to be on the schedule every single year. That is a given, but yeah, Missouri, could be Arkansas, could be LSU. Florida was even rumored at one point. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see an East Coast team uh, to be one of the permanent rivals just to, I don't know, provide that boost a little bit every year to, hey, Gainesville, you're going to get Oklahoma every other year. Norman, you're going to get the Gators every other year. And it provides a little bit of uh, buzz from a region that wouldn't necessarily 
get Oklahoma every other year. So could be fascinating on that front. So, man, there's, there's so much that's fun about this that, man, it, it's going to be kind of hard to kind of go through the Big 12 this final season without looking ahead too much to the SEC because that's just right around the corner. And so much of what happens in the 2024 recruiting class is going to impact Oklahoma's future in the SEC. And we'll cover that with Champion Barbecue coming this weekend. We'll kind of get a little bit of a preview of that uh, on our next show, but then also recap it after the weekend occurs. Josh has got a, one more thing that he wants to touch on for sure before we get out of here. And Brent Venables said something that I saw our man, Shehan J. Araja, responding to asking, well, wait a second, why would Brent Venables say that? I think that has to be top of the uh, topics list for us going forward here on Locked On Sooners. So in a little bit of a tease on that, Brent Venables basically said, I like this schedule, and if this or that happens, I think we're winning 10 games or can win 10 games. And uh, we got to we got to dive into it. I thought the response from Shehan was interesting. And, uh, you know, you start talking about, well, this is the final lap around the Big 12. That part makes it kind of uh, intriguing when your head ball coach makes that sort of comment. And I, I agree with you, coach, but that's for another episode, I suppose. That's right. Say it with your chest, coach. Say it with your chest. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show uh, of Locked On Sooners, as well as get ready for Champion Barbecue. Potential big-time weekend for the Sooners on the recruiting front. But he's Josh Helmer. Follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. I'm John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, hit that notification bell to let you new, know when new episodes drop. Get your bird dogs at birddogs.com slash locked on college to get that free Yeti tumbler. Until next time, he's Josh. I'm John. Boomer Sooner.